Welcome to the Mindful Mutiny Podcast. I'm Jeremy Van Wert, CEO, therapist, and transformational coach, helping you get unstuck from burnout and stagnation. On the Mindful Mutiny Podcast, we thoughtfully rebel against anything that keeps you from achieving your highest potential. Don't forget to like and subscribe, leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on because that really helps. Today, I'm going to be doing a book review on Britney Spears' The Woman in Me. Now, I have to start with this. I am a licensed therapist in California, okay? I am not providing any diagnosis, any care recommendations, any second guessing of any care that she has received in any way. I'm not her therapist. I'm not on her team. I am just simply a therapist in California and a high-level transformational coach, and I'm doing a book review, and I have some knowledge of the mental health system. One of the things that the reader is immediately invited into in this book is this wonderful, very transparent voice that really comes through to you as the listener or the reader. You really get a sense for what kind of person Brittany is as she begins to explain the early part of her life, which was no picnic. She talks about her childhood in Louisiana that was actually filled with a whole lot of traumas, including death and alcoholism and a lot of emotional neglect. There is no mistaking here. Her father comes in for a serious whipping in this entire story. It's really a frustrating thing to hear over and over about what it is that she has felt over a lifetime in her relationship with her father. And that shows up very early on. She goes on and she talks about discovering something very special inside herself and starting to win talent shows and moving on into auditioning and making it into the Mickey Mouse Club. And as a child performer, it is truly extraordinary to hear exactly how much work it was for these young people, many of these names that you know back in the 1990s and early 2000s and how much work they put in as young people being in the Mickey Mouse Club, going to a lot of performances and being in the thick of being a child actor. And it talks about her early time of experiencing the first amount of exhaustion that she has experienced as a performer. And to hear the reflection of somebody that young having that much responsibility, there was fun involved in it. There was a ton of work that she valiantly stood up against. And she also talked a little bit about some of the backstage drama that there was, and you really don't want to miss that. The next part of this story goes into her early relationship with one Justin Timberlake. And she doesn't pull any punches in this. And she talks a great deal about her hurt over how this relationship ended and the things that occurred after this relationship and the way that she felt so consistently maligned by things that he may have allegedly said about her and people that she feels he turned against her. Brittany talks a great deal about the way that she felt publicly shamed by this breakup. And then this is the first time when you start to sense, or at least I did as a reader, that there's a maybe a little bit of a disconnect between the way that Brittany remembers things and the way that things may have happened. One of her allegations is that he made a song about her and that men tend to get away with that sort of thing in Hollywood, which in, and, and that women generally don't do that sort of thing. 
which immediately made me think of Stevie Nicks, Taylor Swift, Alanis Morissette, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Rihanna, Gwen Stefani, Selena Gomez, Whitney Houston, and Dolly Parton, who have all written breakup songs. There's nothing illegal about it. It may be on the rude side if it is a bit personal, but it's not something that is exclusively the territory of the man or the woman in the pop scene. It's something that is done, probably shouldn't be done, but for her was incredibly hurtful when he did it to her. And through this entire story, you begin to gain a higher and higher level of empathy for a person who feels very vulnerable to you as a reader, which made it really infuriating to me as a reader to hear about her account of sitting down in the raw grief of a breakup and having an interview on television with Diane Sawyer. What a completely inappropriate thing to do. And this was something that she said her family put her up to doing. And Diane Sawyer has a very specific way of interviewing people that's almost like sitting down with a therapist, puts you at ease, and begins to pull out the most personal details of your life and your thoughts. And any of us that have been rejected, that have been broken up with, that have a broken heart, it is absolutely not a good idea to sit down with one of the biggest interviewers in the world and talk about your broken heart. It's a terrible thing. You have to heal first. And it was awful to hear that she felt her family had forced her into this. And it's about this time when she begins to tell stories that the reader doesn't quite feel add up. She talks about her rising star. She talks about her rising stardom and her elopement in Las Vegas, where she was allegedly so drunk that she didn't quite remember having married somebody the night before. And her family was seemingly appropriately upset about this and assisted her in getting an annulment, which she felt very upset in hindsight that they did. It's at this part of the book that begins to build up to where she starts talking about her growing issue with the mental health system. And it builds up to the point where we all know that she was conserved. And her family held the conservatorship over her, which brought about a 13-year period of her essentially being managed by her mother and her father, which she is obviously in the text very upset about. Now, I can say that I would feel the same way that she feels, that having your parents have that much control over you, that that entire Las Vegas installment of her career where she did the same show over and over every single night, it was something that she became understandably bored by and uninspired and started explaining how over weeks and weeks and weeks she just stopped giving it everything because it was really the only control of her life that she had. Who wouldn't understand something like that? And here's where me with some understanding of the mental health system comes in. I've worked on getting certain people conserved and it is not an easy process. It involves psychiatrists and doctors and therapists and lawyers and judges to essentially suspend the civil liberties of a person in order 
to suspend the civil liberties of a person for even a small amount of time, there has to be an absolute mountain of evidence that this person is truly in need of this kind of help. I've worked on cases with people who had no money, no prominence, and no one to protect them. And it was extremely difficult to get a conservatorship going in these cases, to think that a person with the wealth, with the connections, with the prominence that Britney Spears had at the time, and she was still conserved, leads me to believe that there may have been some very significant evidence that that was an appropriate action to take at the time. Again, I wasn't there. That said, 13 years is a very long time for that sort of thing, and I could understand her feeling like every single ounce of her freedom had left her, and it's a very sad thing. And over this period of time in the book, you gain such a commanding respect for her and her spirit and her true love for her fans and her appreciation for the talent that she was given as a person and for her ability to truly create wonderful moments on stage and in a studio. Overall, in this story, I felt compassion. I felt humor. I felt sadness. I felt a young person who has dealt for so long with this unbelievable amount of rocket ship talent that she has and these struggles that she has that you just get a sense for reading that she doesn't quite maybe have a complete handle on exactly how severe those problems may well still be. You get a sense for Brittany as a hard worker. You get a sense for her as somebody who's willing to be open and honest. And you get a sense for her strong compassion and her understandable rage against feeling imprisoned for as long as she felt imprisoned. Now, this book review was not necessarily an easy one to do because I know very well that Britney has a very stalwart fan base. I mean, the free Britney movement was a serious factor in how her conservatorship was overturned. This book came off as a tell-all, and this book came off as Britney's side of the story. She's felt misunderstood. She's felt ganged up on by her family. And she's felt unfairly represented in the media by ex-boyfriends, by media people, and in interviews. My sincere hope for Brittany is her health, for her well-being, for her to continue being a successful artist, and for her to feel peace and to be able to create wonderful things and feel a sense of freedom and control over her career. Overall, I give this book a three stars out of five. Why such a low score? It's because I personally had trouble reading through this book and feeling like everything that was written in it was written exactly the way it happened. I had a hard time with her account of things feeling authentic. This book is entertaining, and you do get a good sense for what kind of person Brittany is. I wish Brittany nothing but happiness and success and stability in her career. And I do hope that you grab this book and read it, because it's not a bad book at all. And lastly, getting help for your mental health problems is a very important thing to do. Your life is important, and so are your relationships with other people. 
and struggling with anxiety and depression or all sorts of other things is something that you should have dealt with. And there's no one perfect way to deal with all of these things. It's important to remain in connection with people that are close to you, with relationships that you've had over the years. And if you have somebody managing your case, it's important for you to feel comfortable with that person. If you're struggling with mental health, the only shame in it is not helping yourself be as happy and as healthy as you could possibly be. I'm Jeremy Van Wert from High Altitude Mindset. Don't forget to subscribe and like and go be something great.